This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Welcome, everyone. We're very excited tonight. Always a special night. And uh, we're speaking tonight about, I want to see you have three, three pointers that are life lessons. Like we, something very, very important. Let's analyze. What is the beracha that Abraham Avinu is promised? What is the beracha that he's promised? Anybody know? Three three items that he's promised. Who knows? Reuben, go for it. One. Oh, that that he promised. That he promised. He's saying good. At the end, when he got there, Hashem showed him the the, the land, and I'd like I'd like to just discuss that as you brought that up, Ruben. And that is, it's good. It's good you came tonight because I want to speak about it. It says over there that Hashem he he showed Abraham Avinu the land of Israel, and he said, "You see the land of Israel? I'm giving it to you, to your kid, to your grandkids, great grandkids. Going to be you in your lineage." And from the fact it says Abraham got that good news, he made a mizbeach. He made a, you know, like it says in the Pasuk, he says, when he went off, he says, he went all the way there, he tells him, what does it say? I'm giving this land to your children, to your Zerah. What does it say right after that? You know what I learned from there? I learned from there, when you receive good news, Right away, you have to do something for Hashem as a, as a thankful. Wow, thank you. I'll give you an example. For example, let's say you find out, you get married, you find out that your wife is pregnant. It's good news or not good news? <laughs> but did the baby come out yet? Yes or no? no? Even so, at that moment, you have to be so grateful to Bura Olam. Thank you, Hashem. Do something in order for that good news. At that moment, do something. How do we know that from Abraham? Did Abraham get the land of Israel when he was traveling? And Hashem says, by the way, this is the land. Did he get the land? Yes or no? He didn't. He just received good news that his grandkids, great-great-grandchildren will get it. So that, Abraham said, I heard such good news. Even though, and I saw such good news. Even though I'm not receiving it now. Even though we're not receiving it now, I know it's going to happen. What does it say? You thank Borei Olam. He made him Mizbeah. Thank you. Abraham Avin was teaching that. You didn't get it. But you know you're going to get it. Some good news is happening. You are, Some good news is happening. I heard the good news right away. You, you, do, you do something. You do a simha. Like, wow. I know a person. I know a person that uh, uh, he was just, he was, the doctors were worried about something very dangerous that could be uh, life and, and death threatening. And uh, he told me that he went in and uh, he heard the good news that he was, oh, wow, everything was okay. He went to the, to the, to the nearest Kolel that he knows and he says, Seuda, I'm donating for all the yeshiva. And he went, what? What happened? He heard just good news that everything was okay. You understand? You hear the lesson over here? The lesson is so clear that a person, he didn't, let's say for example, a person didn't receive it yet. He just found out that his wife is pregnant. It's great news. Even then, start thinking Hashem, do something extra special, like Abraham Avinu. He heard that 
Yeah, your grandkids are going to get this land. You're going to get it yet. Doesn't make a difference. I heard the good news. Let's go. I'm making his beya. I'm thinking Hashem. This is the first lesson, by the way. This is the first lesson. Good? Second. Let's go on. Second. So, Ruben, I'm going to ask you again. What are the three things that Hashem promises Abraham Abinu if he leaves the land? He's going to make him... He's, 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 he's going to have kids. He's going to have kids. Albert, you know Albert? What's the three things? He's going to have kids. Please do me a favor. Move, move the books because I can't see them. I can't... Money, that's a, that's another one, Mamon. And what's the third? I'll make you famous. So now I understand Parnasa, a person needs money, he needs Parnasa. I understand uh, uh, children. You know, a person wants children. But what is fame? What's the Beracha of fame? What is the beracha of fame? Tell me. Anybody want to tell me? Anybody want to guess? What's the be- Hashem says, by the way, if you go, I'll make you famous. Power. What's the beracha of power? You're very good, Joe. You got on the, on the money. You, you, you hit bullseye. But my question is, you're right. Power. So what's the beracha of power? Fame, I, I'll make you great. And then what are you going to have? You're going to have power. And then... Continue and then, and then what? You got it. And then, I'll I'll reword it, and then you'll be very influential. Is that the word you were looking for, Joe? Then you will be influential when you become famous, and when you when you when you're well known, you have more influence on other people. Other people will automatically uh, 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 listen to you. And that is a beracha. Why? Because if you are an influential person, you can get many people on the right path of anything. You get the people on the right path of, 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 uh, of, uh, of, of uh, being religious or donating money to a, to a yeshiva or to a shul or to a midrash or to kirv center or to hesed or, or to many other institutions. But being the fact that you're so popular and famous, you have the ability to use that fame to influence others to do good. You heard that? That's a very important, that's a very big beracha. There's a guy here, your friend, indeed your friend, was Joseph Dana. Dana. He's my, he's my witness because he he saw yesterday. Let me tell you what happened. We're learning. He's at eleventh grade. We learned a new halacha. They said, Rabbi, I never knew it was a chiyuv. It's an obligation hayav. If you look in the beginning of the seventh parak in Mesechet Berachot, we're learning about halacha that a person is obligated. If you have three people eating. It could be two people having bread, a, a substantial amount of bread, a kezayit at least of bread, kibitzah bread, one ounce of bread, another person eating one ounce of bread, another person eating with them as well, even though he's not eating bread, but he's eating a kezayit of something, or drinking a revit of something, the lacha says, dictates over there, that what? That you chayev to do zimun. And he tells me, right, I mean, this is wow, what a lacha. Chayev, and you look, it says, shloshah shachlu chayavim azamen. It didn't say they shoot, you can. It says you're obligated to do it. 
After after you learned, I said, "Wow, I didn't know it's really it's, it says it." You obligated. What did he do? He's a junior, eleventh grader. That day, he tells me he came back that night. He tells me, "So, Rabbi, you know what I did today?" I said, "What?" He says to me, "We were sitting on the table, and I was able to get, and we were in we were basically we were all eating together." It's just like it's you're sitting there, you're sitting there, you're sitting there, you're sitting there. You know what I'm saying? Like you're in a you're in a restaurant and just like a, a fast food pickup place, and we're all together, we're a group of thirty guys, but we're all together as one group. But just we couldn't fit, so people live there. So he said, I went around, and for Bikata Mazon, I made sure that everybody comes together on one table at that time, and we did zimun all together with ten with the whole nine yards. I was like. How'd you do that? I, who, who was there? He's like, yeah, I got the 11th graders, I got the 12th graders. I said, wait, wait, you're a junior or you're a senior? He says, no, I'm a junior. I said, how'd you get the 12th graders? He didn't answer, he was humble. But then I figured, he, he has, he's influential. He's influential. And you use that influence to influence others to do good. That's a power that you use usefully to do good. See that guy in the back? His name's Jack Lalo. Okay? He's a 10th grader. Yeah, Jack, you don't mind, huh? You, you, you're already on camera, huh? Jack Lalo, let me tell you something. I know him since 8th grade. I know him for 8th grade. Remember we had classes, you and I, for all the, all the boys? Huh? I know his boys, 8th grade, all his boys. He's in 10th grade. What happens? Says, Rabbi... I want a night program. I want my boys to learn. And guess what? He has the power of influence that he got all his boys to come and learn at nights. Yeah! It's a, it's a wild power. If you have that power, you have to use it and influence others for good. You hear what's going on over here? And now he tells me, Rabbi, I'm working on another project. What's the next project? He says, I'm bringing down boys that they come extra early on Shabbat, every morning, every Shabbat, to learn extra early in the shul. A new project. Correct, yes or no, Jack? You hear what's going on over here? He's doing another And why? Because when a person has that fame or that influence of power, he has the ability to influence others to do good. That's a very important. That's a very important thing. And you know what? People might think they're hearing this like, "Oh no, Rabbi!" But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like that. I'm not the leader. I'm not that powerful. I'm not that this. I'm not that that. You are. You know how you are. I'll tell you. You are definitely influential, especially with the people around you. You have a younger brother. Yes. You're influential, definitely, to your younger brother. I have a younger brother. And you know what happened? When I came back from Israel, I'm going back maybe maybe eight years ago, I saw my younger brother once. I said, you're waking up too late. I he, wasn't, he wasn't waking up too, too late, but he was waking up like, let's say for example, Minyan is at, uh, at uh, he was going to the 8.30 Minyan. I said, Soli, I need you earlier. You need to go, seven, you're going to go learn, I don't know. Da, da, da. I said, no, 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 no. We're going to learn before, we're going to learn after. Guess what? As an older brother, I'm influential on my younger brother. The next morning, I picked him up. I went 
I got him a Havruta, and he's been learning ever since, not only an hour, maybe four hours a day for years, with Rabbi David Asher. For four years, maybe five, not only eight years now. What to do? Because you are influential to people around you. You don't have to be that most popular guy or the most popular girl to influence others. You have the people around you where you can influence. You understand how powerful you are? All you do, you call your best friend. I'm going to a class and I come by. You're influential. Look at him. He brought his father. He's influential. We're so grateful that you, that you, that you came. But he's influential. You know how much power a child has with his parents? Because a, a parent wanted to, wants to do everything for the child. So imagine now the child says, Oh, by the way, Daddy, I'm going to a class. Can you come with me? You know how, how he feels? The father's like, Wow, true or not true? You feel good, no? Feels great. And there you have it. So therefore, everybody has influence on the people around you. So you don't have to be the most famous, famous, famous. But at the end of the day, the Torah is saying, Abraham Avinu got that beracha of being so famous that everybody knew him. I believe they even said they minted his coin. You know, that Abraham Avinu coin. is that Abraham Avinu coin. It's wild. Because he was so famous. He was so influential. And he used that power to influence so many people to come to the Confess Shekhinah, to come to be the, be in the, in the religious realm of, uh, of, of being Jewish, regular, regular Jewish. So that is the second lesson we're learning tonight. First lesson we said was what? You hear good news like Abraham heard good news? Right away, thank Borei Olam. It didn't come yet. Doesn't make a difference. Just thank Hashem. You can thank Hashem. Wow, I heard great news. Thank you Hashem. Wow, amazing. Second thing we're learning. Second thing we're learning, what's the beracha? We said there's three berachot that Abraham Avinu was promised. What was the three berachot that Abraham Avinu was promised when he went? We said, mamon, money, parnasah. We said, children, he's going to have a child. And the third thing is what? A famous name, Vagadla Shemecha. We asked, who cares if you have a famous name? And we answered, the influence that you can have on others. You have, like you said, power. The power is supposed to go ahead and influence others. You have power on your family. You have power on your uh, on your on on your siblings. You have power ra- amongst you, around you, and use that to influence others. And guess what? I have I have a secret for you. When you when you when you want to do good, the other person feels the vi- the vibe, the body language, and they're like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming. And all it takes is one word. You could have bring you could have brought ten guys tonight in in two seconds. Boom, boom, boom. You could have. Because I know you have the influence. So use it. You got to use it. From now on, call your boys. Boys, Wednesday night. Boom, 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 boom. Use it. Why not? It's a beracha. It's a beracha. The third lesson. This, I like to ask a question on this. And this question I have is, we know one of the first tests Abraham Avinu, we say they had 10 tests. The first one was what? This one. Lech lecha, right? Go to a foreign land, and that was one of his tests. Just go. I don't know where you're going. And she explains, he didn't know where he's going. Why? Because now every step that he takes, it's a reward. Because now he's willing to go 
wherever Hashem takes him. Okay, you want me to walk from here to Mars? Okay, I'll just walk. No problem, I'll keep on walking. So Abraham Avinu is getting a step as if he went to Mars. It doesn't make a difference where. But the question is that I have, how is it a test if Hashem is promising? Hashem is promising. Parnassah, child, good name. How is that a test for Abraham Avinu? Can you answer me? How is that a test? Imagine I tell you, oh, by the way, I just want to, I just want to let you know, um, if you drive me uh, to here, I'm going to give you a million dollars. How is that a test? You hear the question? Solid question? Strong question. Strong question. This I always had. This the Orahim HaKadosh gives an answer. The Orahim gives an answer. And I'm going to answer this question through the following story. The Avetz Haim, one time, they asked him, they, they're saying, Rabbi, said, what, what's wrong? There was a difficulty. One of the students, how do you do a mitzvah strictly for Hashem? Now again, there's three levels, mitzvah Hashem says. One is, and everyone, you should do. Every level, Do. I'm going to give you the lowest to the highest. The lowest is, you're doing mitzvot, you're keeping the Torah, so you get good in this world. The second, that, that, that's all, but it's a great level, do it. Do it. Do it. I know people that they went, and they told me, that the, that the reason why they went to Israel for the year, because they knew when they came back, they're starting their business, and therefore they wanted to learn to get barakah, so they work back in the business. Totally not on the but it doesn't make a difference. Totally okay. 100% okay. 100% okay. He told me. I literally went to Israel for the year. I finished high school. I went to Israel for the year. I know I'm going to learn, 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 learn. I come into my business now with all much berachah that I learned so much here for a whole year of Torah. That, totally okay. Great. It's a little higher level. Were you doing it? For the Lomaba. You're doing it? For Ganeidin. Right? It's a great level. Now you're going to the next level. It's like, wow, you believe in the Lomaba, you believe in Ganeidin. Wow! It's true. Everyone, if I would take you right now and open up Gan Eden and see the reward that you're getting from listening to one word of Torah, you will never ever leave the Bimidrash. You, you would, you would, you would make sure food will come in here. You don't have to go outside. You'll never leave the You'll go, you go insane. You'll go mashuga. You'll go crazy. You'll go wild. So that's why you don't, you don't see that reward. Otherwise, nobody would leave the Bimidrash. No, imagine nobody would leave the Bimidrash. You, you know what that means? You'll never ever ever leave. It's a wild thing. You see the reward. Like, whoa. Now, they asked Avetz Hayim. So wait, what's the highest level? The third level is what? Were you doing it solely for Hashem's sake? And the Rambam brings down that in order to enter Olam Abba, one mitzvah, at least one mitzvah in your lifetime, at least one mitzvah, has to be told to the Shem Shemayim. One mitzvah, at least. That gives you the key. One mitzvah. Totally Shem Shemayim. And what's totally Shem Shemayim? Totally for Hashem's sake. No ulterior gain, but to make Hashem happy. That's it. That's it. There's even a story, a famous story, with the Gaon Mivilna. How one time they were looking for Etrog. They were looking for Etrog. And you know what happened with Etrog? There was one guy, very wealthy guy, that had it 
in like maybe two hour drive from the for a two hour ride from the from the from the from where they're going from the left lived. The two gabaim went to him. They asked, "Listen, the government needs a, a trog. Can we get a, can we get a trog? Something is that." He says, "No, this is my trog." He says, "No, we'll pay you anything you want. How much you want? How much you want? Whatever you want, we'll pay you." Imagine open checkbook. You know what? Here, I'll sign the bottom. Now you write what you want to write in the check. Blank check, my signature. Go write it. He said, "No, I'm not taking the check." So what do you mean? The government needs the thing. It's not for sale. says, is there any way we could get their throat from you? says, one way. I'll give it to the government, Vilma, on one condition. The entire mitzvah of etrog is mine. The entire mitzvah. That means the government, Vilma, is going to do it. I'm sure he's going to have the most wildest kavanot. He's going to shake the Shamaim. You know, they go when he, when he shook the love and the dog. When does he shake the love and When he shook the love and the dog, the whole Shamaim is shaking. You know, like, whoa, they go on, he's holding the love. You know, we're going like this. They go on, does it? Forget about it. All the Shamaim, they whoa, what's going on? Something, they're shaking the world. Just, just the, go on and the shake of the love. So he says, I know that. I'll give him my throne. One condition. That entire mitzvah of Olamaba, the entire Gan Eden, the entire Gan Eden that he's gonna do with the mitzvah of Lulav and Etrog is mine completely. If you agree, take the Etrog. Now the, the Gabais are looking at it, what do we do? What do you mean? We're dealing with Gan Eden over here, we're dealing with Olamaba over here. Like, what, 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 you have to understand something. When you're dealing with Allah Abba and Gan Eden, in, 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 in factuality, you're dealing with, you're not dealing with like a, a, like a million dollars. You're dealing with a trillion dollars. You're dealing with eternity. Eternity means forever and ever. That means the reward that you get for one mitzvah is forever and ever. So you're dealing with eternity. With a hundred billion years, it still keeps on going. That one reward. That one reward is still ongoing a hundred billion years. You understand what's going on over here? So they're dealing with a billion, even though it's one mitzvah, it's, 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 a, it's a billion times reward every single second. So they don't know what to do. They're looking back, and he's looking back, and he's looking back, and he's looking back. They don't know what to do. They get, they're getting confused. What do they do? They go back, they take it, say, okay, deal. So, 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 so see, the question is, how do they agree? If they, you have to ask the Ga'on. They said, they'll ask the Ga'on. If he says no, they'll take their throat back. So they said, we have nothing to lose. Let's take it. They take it, they sign, sign, signature, you know, the whole line, yes, signature, signature, you know, you know, signature, sign, and I just take it, sign. Should I tell you in a parenthesis a story that happened to me in Israel, my second year in Israel? You ready for this? I'll tell you on a side note, I'll go back to the go-on story. You ready for this? I'll tell you something crazy. I'm in Israel. Listen to this. There, there is a rule. If you're in Israel more than three months, you have to have a stamp. Three months, you have to have a stamp. So one of the guys, he got a bus together, and he got all the guys, he got like 30 guys. And uh, and what happens is, that that moment, I didn't know any of this, they go to the one of the parliaments, one of the officials, and they skip the whole line, and they do it right away, boom, 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 all 30 of them one shot. He made like a meeting type. So I'm sitting learning my Havruta. It's 12 o'clock. I mean, 11, 11.30, 11.30 a.m. And we learn from 9.30 till 12. 12 o'clock we have Shi'ur, till 12 to 1. 
And I see him closing the Gemara. I look at my Havruta. I say, what, what are you closing your Gemara for? What is this? Said, We're not over until uh, one. What are, you, what are you doing? What are you? I told him, what are you doing? He says, you didn't hear? I said, hear what? He says, uh, everybody, everybody's going to the thing. They're getting their thing stamped. It's, uh, I was like, during learning? I looked at him like, during learning? I said, no, 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 you might have a No, 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 no. We're not going to stop. He says, no, you're not understanding. There's that. I said, what's going to happen if you don't go? He said, what happens is, they fine you when you get to the airport. They give you a fine. I said, how much is it? That's about $180. $180? I said, no problem. If you get caught, I'll pay for it. If you get caught, I'll pay for it. Open up, you can run back. You serious, is that? I said, yeah. Open up, you can run back. I take out a pen and paper. I write. Pen and paper. The half hour extra, hour and a half extra, the half hour that I'm learning with you, and the hour that you can learn, learn in Shi'ur till one o'clock will be my Torah learning. And I promise you, if I wrote it down, I, I guarantee you if you get caught, I pay you the 185. But the hour and a half that you're learning now is mine in Gan Eden, this hour and a half is mine. That was my thing. We went to a rabbi, his name was Rabbi Wolf. He was one winner. I got the rabbis to sign. I'm not getting it. The rabbis, two witnesses to sign. <laughs> Remember, Wolf sign. I get, we're going to take two signatures on this. Now, my, I still remember. I'll never forget. I'm going to the second rabbi to get his signature. My habutah starts living out. Forget it. Ruby, he rips it up. I says, I'm staying. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay. I'm going. I don't want to take you any get ended from me. No, nothing. I'm staying on my own rights. Don't sign. He was going wild because he finally realized that, whoa, it's real stuff. So it knocked sense to him. So he said, forget it. I'm not doing it. That day in sure he was with me, me and him. And one more guy that was in the shiur. One more guy, he was big tzaddik, he didn't, he didn't leave the bed with that. Me, him, and him. That was it. Us three. Should I tell you the end of the story? One o'clock came, one o'clock's lunch, one one thirty's lunch. One thirty came, and the bus came back. And we're eating lunch, we just came down for lunch. And I said, oh, you guys got the stamps? He says, no. So what do you mean? They said, we all have to come back Friday. Friday this time. I look Friday at that time. Friday at that time, we have all from yeshiva. Everybody can go that time. I said, how do you expect to have beracha to close Yigimara for the 30 guys to get the beracha from a passport of a, of a stamp? Who's in charge? The guy behind the stamp or Borei Olam? They, they saw that. that They couldn't believe it. It was, it was a story of history in, in, in that yeshiva. It was a story of it. What? Nobody got their passport signed until the next, until the, that Friday when, when nobody was learning. Because what? Yeah, but you're learning. What are you talking about? And my Havutah was looking at me, holy cow, imagine I would have went, I would have I can't believe it. You saved me, you saved me. Because you have to really believe in Ganadin. You have to really believe in it. And even if you, st- you sit and talk about the belief in Ganadin and the reward from its bar for a hundred years straight just to get it inside your brains is worth it. Just to understand what God's going to give after 120 years of a long, healthy life. The crazy, most craziest can end in. 
So now we are asking questions. How can a person do with something Lashem Shemayim? If I tell you the roar is so great, how can you do it only for God's sake? Imagine I tell you right now, but do me a favor, pour me water, but when you pour me water and give it to me, I'm going to give you a million dollars. One million dollars. I have a million dollars. But give you, I'll give you five thousand dollars. Let's not give big numbers. I'll give you five thousand dollars cash right now in front of everybody. Five thousand dollars cash. But go give me water. But here's the money. Give me the water. But when you give me the water, you can only do it not because you're getting the five thousand. Only because you love me. It's very hard. The stakes are high. Stakes are high. One million dollars. I'm giving you one million dollars on condition that you make make me a cup of tea and thinking. You don't want the million dollars at all. I just want the cu- a cup of coffee. I won't, I'm only doing it because I love you so much. I don't want to do it. Could you do that? Yes or no? Is it going to be hard for you to do that? Imagine I tell you right now. I'm giving you a million dollars. Do me a favor. Go go, to, go, 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 go down the block. Buy me. Uh, I, I, I want a nice, uh, a nice hot cup of tea. Buy me a, a cup of coffee. Buy me, buy me a, a ginger ale. Go. I'm giving you a million dollars. Here's one dollar for the ginger ale and the million dollars is for you. But just know, as you're going there and getting me the ginger ale, think that you're not doing it for the million dollars only because I told you to get me the ginger ale. Could you do it? Could you do it? You'll do it either way, but could you do it just for that and not for the million dollars? It's very hard. Guess what? Abraham Avinu, he knew that he was getting Parnassah. He knew that he was getting a child. He knew that he was going to be famous. And guess what? He only did it because he loved Hashem. Highest level. And who says that? And he proves it. How does he prove it? The Torah says it. How? Listen carefully to the Pasuk I'm about to tell you. It says, What does it start with? Vayomer. Vayomer is a nice tone of voice, you know. Do it. And then at the end, what does it say? The Yelech Avraham, Kasher, what should it say? Kasher, Amar Elav. In the beginning, what does it say? It says, Vayomer Hashem Avraham, Lech Lecha. At the end, it says what? The Yelech Avraham, Kasher, Amar Hashem. Yes or no? Yes or no? Okay. Make sense? Joe, you hear again. It says, Vayomer Adonai El Avraham, Lech Lecha. At the end, it says, Vayelech Avraham, Kasher, Amar Elav Hashem. The Pasuk doesn't say that. The Pasuk says, Vayelech Avraham Kasher Diber Elav. Diber is not Amar. Diber is more of a Tzivui, because I commanded you to do that. So in the beginning of the Prashah, I'm just talking to you. But at the end, Avraham, when he actually fulfills that mitzvah of going, it says, didn't say Kasher Amar Elav Hashem, Kasher Diber Elav Hashem. You know why? Because Avraham Avinu is going, why? Only because... God said, and he didn't even care about the reward. Because he loved Hashem so much. I don't care if you give me a hundred billion dollars. My love for you, God, is so great. Forget all the money in the world. I'm just infatuated with love with you. I don't care about anything but you. I love you so much. I don't care about nothing. Understand? Sometimes a person, he gets in love with, let's say a person, he's going out with it, he wants to marry this girl, he's so in love, he forgets everything around him. You ever, you ever see a person like that? I know. He gets, he forgets everything around him. I'll never forget, there was a person I knew, I was in Israel for that one, one, my first year, the person was going out with somebody else, and, and it happens to be, the person left in the middle of the year, 
Because he was infatuated with her, and he was always scared that maybe this girl, if he's going to be in Israel, the girl's going to marry somebody else. He was, he was madly, he, he couldn't concentrate, he couldn't focus. You have to be in love with Hashem so much, where you don't care about anything but you. Hashem, I love you. I don't care if you give me a hundred trillion dollars. Again, it's a high level. We're talking about Avraham Avinu's level. But that's what Avraham Avinu was. And that's what the Pasuk says, Vayomer Adonai Avraham. Hey, he spoke to him. Lech lecha. I'm going to give you this, I'm going to give you that. At the end it says, he went, Kasher dibere lav Hashem. Not Kasher amara lav Hashem, Kasher dibere. I'm not going for the reward, I'm only going because you told me to, because you commanded to. And that was Nisayon of Abraham Avinu. Now you understand the Nisayon. Imagine I'm telling you, I'm giving you a trillion dollars, but only do it because he loved me. Very hard. Very hard. Abraham did it. Because he loved Hashem so much that so he, he could negate any reward. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Now we're going to end off with this. Tonight we're going to end off with this. You ready? There's a Midrash. Midrash. That says, Midrash Abbas says, there was, it quotes two big tests. Abraham, we don't forget what it says, 10 tests in Abraham. Quotes two big tests. What's the big tests? One test was, First one was, Lech Lecha Ma'atzecha. Go out of your land. We don't know where you're going, what are you going to be? Second, the last test was what? Who knows? Akedad Yitzhak. And what does it say by Akedad Yitzhak? I'll read it to you. What does it say? It says over there, if you look in the Akedah, it says, Vayomer Kachna Et Bincha. Take your son. Et yichidecha, the only one, asher ahavta et yitzchak, velech lecha, el ha'aretz, el esmoriyah. What does those words say? Velech lecha. Is it the same words as the first test? Lech lecha. The Midrash says, there's two tests, Abraham, about lech lecha. Lech lecha from your land, lech lecha take your son. So the Midrash over there says, which of the two was a harder test for Abraham? Which of the two is a greater test? Is it the first Lech Lecha or is it the last Lech Lecha? The first was Lech Lecha Ma'atzecha and the second, the last one like we read in the Pasuk, Lech Lecha El Moriah. Which one is stronger test? What do you think? First or last? You just said last. You said last? Anybody say first? I say first. Guessing game or you think no, why? You can say the first because it's a, it's a mental test and the, the last is just physical. But I still think that... Interesting, interesting, first, interesting. First, the, the, at the last already, okay. it's so old like the miracles and stuff. Okay, okay, okay. Wow, 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 wow. Joe, you're on fire. You're on fire. The guy's on fire. All right. So the Midrash... Answers. The last lech lecha was the was the hardest test, right? Until today, what do we do every single Rosh Hashanah, the holiest day? What do we do? We blow the shofar. Why? To remember, Agidai's hot. What do we say every single morning? Look at this, Yidud. We say before the early prayers, the early rises, the early prayers, before early shul. What does it say? Oh, you, see, you speak about Akedah Yitzhak. So we want to remind Hashem about Akedah Yitzhak. Of course, Hashem knows in order to, uh, 
to uplift. I can't remember. Can I say? Mazbud or more mazbud? Can or Can. So now we know that the question that they ask on this midrash isn't it obvious? One is go to the land where you don't know where you're going, and one is let let go and sacrifice your son. Which one? I need a midrash to say which one's greater or not. Obviously, you ask Ruben, he knows, he tells me the last, obviously, that's what you said. So, you need a Midrash, it must be, that it's not so obvious. Why is it not so obvious? I hear what he said, Joe, but I'm going to tell you what Rabbi Yashif says. Like this. It says in Gemara Sukkah, on Dafnun Bet Aleph, page 52a, says over there, like that one, 52a, Nun Bet Aleph, it says over there, Atid Lavo, we're going to go and take the Yetzirara, and what are we going to do? Shechita. Hashem is going to be, Hashem is going to shochet the Yetzirara. Shechita. And what's going to happen? What's going to happen? There's going to be Tzadikim saying things, and the Rashaim are going to be saying things, and the Rashaim are going to say, this was the Yetzirara. This was the Yetzirara. Just a small hair, a line of hair. I don't know if we have Masechet Sukkah over here. I'll, I'll read it to you. I don't know. Do we have a Sukkah over there? Ruben, you want to check in the back real quick to see if there's a Sukkah in the back? Just real quick. If there's not, I'm not going to continue with the Shi'ur. But it says over there that the Rishaim were looking and they're saying, This is the Yetzirah? It's a, it's a hair. It's nothing. It's nothing. This is the whole fight I had my whole life with this little thing? How could it be? How could it be? But I have a question. Is that true? The Yetzirah is just a hair? Piece of hair? Is that true? Is it true? Yes or no? no. So, but, but they're not saying the Reshaim, the, the wicked are going to say it's just a hair. It's a, a lining. So is it true or not true? You're telling me it's not true, but it's like Malas says it's true. The Rashim are going to say that. So what's the explanation to it? This needs explanation. Yes, Joe, yes or no? Yeah. It needs explanation. Give it to me, please. Nun bet. Hey. You got it? You got it for me? Huh? Hey. Right there. What does it say over here? It says, Latin lavo mevia kadosh prechuli yetzerara. Veshokato. And it says, Shekita. 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 And Veshaim, it says, Nidmer lahem kekuta sa'ara. It's like what? Like a, like a, like a, kikuda sa'ara. How is the Yetzirah? And you know what they're going to say? And they start crying. Reshaim bukhim. The Reshaim, they start crying. How are we not going to, how did we conquer it? Even HaKadosh Baruch Hu said that. How is it? A line, I'll explain. I'll explain. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example of a cigarette. A cigarette. You ever hear of a lick? What do they call it? A lick? Huh? They call it a lick? A lick? A cigarette. Lick. They have a cigarette. Right? Yeah, the guy wants to look cool, sharp, everybody's smoking. Like, you know, he's 15, 16. Yo, bro, you saw this, man? Yo, come check it out. I got a lick. Come, take a puff with me. No, man, I don't know. Don't be no loser. Come on. 
All right, bro, I'll take one. He takes the first one. Oh, he goes. Ah. The next day for lunch, they go to the side and the train stays in the back. Let's go one more. Ah. By the fifth time, sixth time, he comes a regular, you know. What's up, boys? How you doing? How's everything? How you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing today? You know, understand? Then he became a regular. Now, he's smoking to a pack a day. He's smoking a pack a day. If he would have said no, and put his foot down, no, I'm not giving it an inch. And he's firm. And he tells his boys, no. Oh, chill. We won't, we won't, we won't, we won't give you another one. But just calm down. They'll never give him again. The rest of his life, he made his decision, he'll never smoke a cigarette. It's that simple. But, since he let the Yetzirah go in, little by little, little by little, little by little, little by little, before you know it, the guy's doing every Avid on the book. Because he gave it an inch! You can't give it an inch! And that's exactly what the Hashem is going to say. If I just want to put my foot down, from the first time the Yetzirah wanted to make me sin, and I would tell him, no Yetzirah, I would scream my living daylights, no Yetzirah, everything would have been okay. So it's what? It's the beginning. If you could crack the beginning and put a stop, that's it. You understand? It's the beginning that hurts. Yes? No. Boom, I'm done. And vice versa. So therefore, what was Abraham? What was the first test? Was Lech Lecha Ma'atzecha. You think the Yetzirah wasn't playing games with Abraham at that moment? You don't, you, don't, you, you don't think that he was playing all this, that, 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 that. But what did he do? Abraham put his foot down. I'm going to pass this test. What happens when he passed the test? Mitzvah, Gorere Mitzvah. It leads, to, you pass greatness, it leads to the next greatness. You go to the next level. You go to the next level. But what? To crack the first test is the hardest. And that's why the, the Midrash is saying, which one is harder? Is it the first one or is it the last one? We conclude it's the last one. But at the end of the day, is the first one very hard? Yes, you know why? Because you got to crack it. you got to break it. It's the first one. You know that guy who wants to learn but doesn't really want to learn and finally you finally crack him? You know, you, you, you tell him, could you come to class? I had a guy here. He begged the guy. He was working out with him. Begged him, just come one class. He came after four years of begging the guy and he didn't stop. Come, come. He says, you're asking me for four years. I'm going to come on condition you ever ask me again. The guy came one, it's a true story. The guy came one time. And Baruch Hashem, he keeps Shabbat, he keeps everything now. One time. Why? Cracked the fountain, cracked the beginning. Rabotai, what we learned tonight was great lessons. Remember the lessons. Go over the shiur. Send out the shiur. Let other people, educate other people like we said. Remember, you heard good news? What do you do? Thank Bore Olam. Just hearing it, even though he didn't get it yet. Abraham heard that his kids are getting Israel. He was giving his birth to Hashem, but he didn't get it yet. Doesn't make a difference. I heard good news. I'm ready, Hashem. Thank you. Second one we said. Who remembers? What was the second thing we said? Huh? 
Fame. We said, what was Abraham Avinu's beracha that you'd be famous? What's fame? Fame is you get influence. And if you have influence, you can help others. And everybody has influence in their own way. Whether from their parents, whether they're siblings, whether they're friends. But everybody can influence somebody else to do good. Third lesson was what? The highest level, like we said, of Abraham Avinu was, he only did it for what? For, it's the highest level, it's a wild level. Right? We, we said in this class, do it even if you're doing it for you, won't do it. And I tell you that because I'm, I'm, I'm learning from rabbis that told me that. Do it anyway for any reward. For this world, for the next world, anything. Just do it. You want to get this a very high level? Only the Shem Shemayim. Very high level. But you'll reach it eventually. But now, do every mitzvah for the sake of any reward that you can. Just do it. And the last lesson we said was what? The fourth one was what? This one. You crack the first one. And then you'll see it leads to the next and leads to the next. Whether good or the bad. If it's good, you cracked it, it was hard, now it leaves more good things, more good things, more good things. Heaven forbid bad, that Ishaim say, if I would have cracked it in the beginning, I wouldn't do that bad thing, then nothing would have happened. Only good things. Thank you very much everyone. And uh, again, review the lessons, spread out the Shi'ur, and we'll, have, we'll see you next time. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.